We are in a series called Father Figures, and shout out to Pastor Nelson Luna for his message, Hammer Time, last week. I love that thought that as these circumstances drive us deeper into the rock that is Jesus, it's actually uh, difficult trials that help us become more like our Father in heaven. And so I was super encouraged by that. Uh, We're going to stay in this series a while because I really believe God wants to shape our thinking when it comes to what is our responsibility as a Christian? What is God's responsibility? I feel like God wants us to yield to his spirit to, to give us the original purpose of all of humanity when God said, let us make man in our image. It was God's idea to, to make humanity in his image. And I really believe that in, in the church world, when I talk to you know, leaders or when I talk to pastors or when I talk to people who profess to have a faith in Jesus, typically they are not saying, man, I just wanna be more like Jesus and I don't know how. Typically, it is something that the world has to offer that they're discouraged about as to why God is not doing that. And I believe that I I may have some insight. I don't have all the answers. One of the things that I've been realizing is sometimes I feel like I have to have the answers. So I don't feel like I have the answers, but I feel like I have some insight on, on what could help you prepare for what God wants you to do. And how can we be separate from the world's thinking Um, in this. And so I've been thinking about this sermon series called Father Figures, and I'm going to preach a message to you today called Public Figures. Public Figures. I think often it is our desire to be public figures that gets in the way of being a father figure. Matter of fact, you can go on Instagram right now, and if you have more, I think it's 10,000 followers, you become a public figure. I got more than 10,000 followers randomly in the pandemic in April, and I remember they, they told me I could choose whether or not I could be a public figure. Like before that, right, it's like I couldn't choose. And then I could do the swipe up feature where you can swipe up. Like how cool is that? And now I'm overwhelmed at the fact that I don't have anything for people to swipe up for. And so here I am, a public figure, and I don't have anything to swipe up for. I'm not selling anything. I guess I could do services, but that's only Sunday. Swipe up to watch the service. That's kind of weird. Like, why can't I just tell them to go to Oasis LA? You know, you start to be confused. What do I do with my public figurousness? You know what I mean? And matter of fact, it's like, we, we can become obsessed with this. And, and the most dangerous thing for a believer is to be completely obsessed with something God doesn't care about. It's like you are going down the road of confusion when you become obsessed, determined, motivated, inspired by things that God is shouting in heaven. I don't care. You ever wanted something and God's like, I don't care. And then you're like, what kind of father wouldn't care about that? But I'm finding that God doesn't care about a lot of things that I care about. And God does care about a lot of things I don't care about. And so one of the things God does not care about is our desire to be famous. And I mean, I'm not talking about necessarily Kim Kardashian famous. I'm talking about he doesn't care for me to be hood famous. I mean, can I at least be hood famous? Can I at least go down Crenshaw? Like, hey, what up, Julian? What up? What up? Like, I don't even need to necessarily be keeping up the Kardashians famous, but let a brother be hood famous at least. 
And I wasn't even famous in the hood. Like nobody knew me in San Bernardino. And so I'm just confused as to what I need to do to, to, to let everybody know that I, because you know they say if whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You know what the new terminology in the world is? If, if no one knows about it, it didn't happen. If no one knows about it, it didn't happen. You have somebody on Instagram right now that's dreaming for the day they can swipe up. I remember one day I saw somebody with 172 followers posting Panda Express. And all it said was, yum. <laughs> like, I don't think you're on your way to be a public figure anytime soon. Why is it that we need to let 172 people know that we had orange chicken? We're being indoctrinated to have to let the world know the stupidest things about our life. And they always got to be cool stuff, right? And so what God is doing is he's saying, I, I want to give you some thoughts that because it's not like God doesn't want Christians to be influential. I'm going to read you this passage of scripture. Acts chapter 10, verses one through eight, say this. In Caesarea, there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. This is so important for you to understand because he wasn't a Jewish person. And at that point, no person who was not Jewish could come anywhere near the synagogue. You want to talk about we're in a time of the deepest division. No, this was division, literally division. The, 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 Jew, the, the Israelites did not associate with someone who wasn't. You weren't allowed to eat in a Roman. They were called a Gentile. You weren't allowed to eat in their home. It would have been illegal according to laws, not God's laws, but they had added these laws that brought division and craziness. And so here is a man named Cornelius, just a Gentile person. He would have never stepped foot in the synagogue, publicly rejected by the place he wanted to be. You know how I know there's a place he wanted to be that he couldn't be in public? Because it says he was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. And one afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said, can you imagine a man who couldn't go to the public space to express his faith? But yet whatever he's doing in private is so powerful, God sent him an angel of the Lord. Good God. I gotta be, can you imagine I'm not allowed, I'm not allowed to go to the public place to express my faith. I'm going somewhere. I'm not allowed to go to the public place to express my faith, but yet what I'm doing in private in my house is so powerful, God wants to send me an angel. I, I wonder, we, I know we've been closed and I'm so sick of being closed. I'm so sick. Matter of fact, they just issued a new stay-at-home order and on the way down here, the freeway was packed. How are people losing jobs and I'm still in traffic? At least in the first lockdown, it was a straight shot. <laughs> what I want you to do something about is the freeway. If we're going to lock down, I shouldn't be in traffic. I don't know where I was going. But the point I'm trying to say is I'm locked out of church. We had to cancel legacy nights. 
And Legacy Nights was our, if you knew our church, we did it every third week of January. It was so fire. The presence of God was so strong. All we did was worship and we had to cancel it. And I was feeling discouraged and I'm reading this passage of verse. I'm like, what would I have to do in private for God to send an angel out of heaven to talk to me? And I'm not even allowed to go into church. He said, Cornelius, who an angel of the Lord call your name? Matter of fact, if the angel Lord does talk to me and I know it's coming, I'm going to legally switch my name to Cornelius because it just has such a better ring to it. So God, can you give me some notice so I can switch my name to Cornelius? Because I don't want him to call me Julian. I want Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius stared at him in terror, terrified. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. And the angel replied, your prayers and your gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Oh my God. Cornelius thought, he thought he was given to the poor, but he was given to God. So he gave it to the poor and God received it. He says, now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. Simon Peter is the leader of the whole church and he is staying with Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. As soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier, one of his personal attendants. He told them what happened and he sent them off to Joppa. And the Bible says, I don't have time to read all of it. Peter, the leader of the church, God made Peter go into that man's house. God gave Peter a vision of like animals that were considered unclean during that time. And and he asked Peter in the vision to eat the animal. And Peter said, I will never, I've never eaten anything unclean. And God says, do not call unclean what I have called clean. You got to understand this. In private, God's speaking to Cornelius because of his generosity and because of his prayers. And he's speaking to Cornelius because of his generosity and his prayers. And and, and Cornelius has been excluded from the public expression of worship. And Peter has been included in the public expression of worship. Neither one of them are in the temple. They're both in private. God tells Cornelius through an angel of the Lord, your prayers and your, your generosity have gone up as an offering. What you're doing in private, I know about. And then he tells Peter that I need you to stop calling unclean what I have called clean. Can I give you three quick things before you get obsessed with a public life? Can I give you a couple things I know God wants to do in private? God wants you to stop calling something unclean that God has called clean. And he wants you to understand that your prayers and your generosity is powerful. I don't know what it would be like for Cornelius to not be able to get into church because he wasn't publicly accepted in the temple. Could it be that right now, some spaces you are not accepted in, God's saying what you're doing is accepted in heaven even though they're rejecting you on earth? Could it be that the place you've always wanted to get into is rejecting you but God is accepting you? Could it be that as, as, as our desire is to be more of a public figure than a father figure, that God has to make sure that we deal with the experience that what is accepted by heaven is rejected by the world? 
and that our desire to be accepted by the world is forfeiting what would happen if we realize we operate under the acceptance of God. When God goes, I like that about you. Do you know somebody broke up with you over something that God loves about you? You're not too much to God. You were too much to them. That'll make you too much. You're not too quirky for God. You, you don't watch too much, you know, Star Wars, the Mandalorian, Baby Yoda. Wait, if you're over 40, stop. And you've posted a Baby Yoda meme, you are too much for God. Not under 40. If you're over 40 and you've posted a Baby Yoda meme, he, he's going to ask you about that on Judgment Day. Just all I want to know. But I'm like, we, we, I think we, we, we go on a mission. What prevents us from being father figures is that we go on a mission to discover what people like about us instead of what God likes about us. What do they like? How do they respond? We, we, and, and I think pastors beat up Instagram a lot. You know, I get it. But we all kind of check to see who liked it. Of course we do. That's what it's for. But what, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm not that pastor that gets, get off Instagram. Get off, get off. It's not about the likes. Yes, it is. You're just saying that because you can't swipe up. <laughs> like it? <laughs> Talk to your boy. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that is funny. I'm not that guy. Go ahead, swipe up but make sure you're checking to see what God likes because God wants to cultivate some things in private. And here's the thing. God is always trying to go public with what he started. He's always trying to go public with what's him. It's not that God doesn't want to take you public, whatever that means. And I'm talking about sometimes it's not public like fame. It's public where God wants people to know. When I Hear what I'm saying. God wants to take you public. But he doesn't want to take you public with fame. He wants to take you public with fruit. He wants to make your tree of your character so huge that your community, the entertainment industry, can feed off of your fruit. Here's why God wants to make you a public figure with with fruit and not fame. Because here is the great thing about fruit. All fruit has seeds. So when you eat an apple and someone eats an apple, they don't just have the deliciousness of the apple. They also have the ability for the apple to grow. So when we show people the fruit of the spirit, we're giving them spiritual fruit that also contains a seed. So make no mistake about it. When they're consuming, something's also shifting. That's why God says, I want to make you public, but with fruit, not fame. And so many times we act like certain pastors are are bad because they're famous. They're not bad if they're famous as long as it's fruit. But if it's through their own devices and manipulation and marketing, then sometimes God goes, you're a public figure and I wanted to to do something in, in private. I think the Christian needs to be obsessed in order to be a, private, a, a, a public figure. In order for God to go public with your fruit, the, the Christian needs to be obsessed with what God is doing in private. I remember I asked this pastor on our board 
um, amazing leader, Earl McClellan. I was giving him a ride from a hotel. And at this point, he was getting booked a lot. and He was traveling everywhere. And I said, how do you manage this like out of nowhere influence you have where everyone wants to hear from you? You're preaching everywhere. You're doing everything. How do you manage that and not let it like get to you? And he said something I'll never forget. He said, because no matter where God takes me, I'm always trying to get back to my knees in his presence. I said, what? You know me, like, you know, when somebody asks, I'm like, how do you deal with it? And you really don't want to hear the answer? How do you deal with it? It's like, what did you say? He's like, no matter where God takes me publicly, I'm always trying to get back to my knees in his presence. So I can deal with where God takes me as long as my biggest desire is to go back in the secret place, in the private place, worshiping the King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus had a public ministry. Luke 5, 5 verses 15 through 16 says, um, um, Jesus told them not to tell about it. And it says, but despite Jesus' instructions, the report of his power spread even faster. And vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Jesus always seemed to be wanting to get back to the private place. And here is the most difficult part of the private place, of, of, the, of the, the private, being a private figure. And what I mean by private figure, I mean that there are things that God wants to cultivate in you that nobody sees but God. And if no one see, saw it, did it happen? You know, sometimes we feel like God does this great thing and this miracle and we want to let everybody know about it. Because is God doing a miracle unless everybody knows about it? Or like, we go give, you know, feed the homeless, and it's like a post. Like, we're trying to take this public. I just want to inspire people. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You want people to know about it. Because if they didn't know about it, did it happen? We're being indoctrinated to go public with everything. So a post, you can immediately go public. I can promise you this. God doesn't, doesn't, isn't going to post about you. He's going to exalt you. The Bible says those who humble themselves will be exalted. He's trying to put on display his character, his nature, and his fruit. And the most difficult part about these things that God does in private is he does these really awesome things in private. You become a private figure before you can become a father figure before you can become a public figure. God takes your fruit public. You have to become a private figure. And right when he does something in private, he cultivates your gift, your songwriting. He cultivates your preaching. He cultivates your ability to build a business. He cultivates everything about you. And then you be go from a private figure, right? You're ready, right? How many people feel ready? Like I'm ready. It's in private. I'm ready to go public. He, he doesn't graduate you from a private figure to a public figure. He graduates you from a private figure to a hidden figure. He makes you deal with the pain that you got the gift and you're ready, but no one knows. He does this throughout scripture. David got anointed by Samuel. I mean, my transition service was fire, but Samuel wasn't there. This is Samuel. He's out there with the sheep. You know what that would have felt like in private for the oil of the Lord 
as King David, 16 years old. Come on, how many people, somebody has had a dream since they were 16. God told you since you were 16 and he dumped the oil on you at 16 and now you're 31, 34. Now oil done dried up in private. You just checking for grease. Just checking like, Lord, it's been a while. And all of a sudden, David is getting anointed, but the Bible says that he went to work for Saul. Saul got mad that David was anointed, and, and David, the people tried to make him a public figure too early. Remember the Bible says that they said about King David, David has killed, Saul has killed his thousands. David has killed his ten thousands. And as soon as David started to go public, God orchestrated David to go into hiding. Jesus was born in a manger in private. Nobody knew about it. And then the Bible says that his family had to go to Egypt, go into hiding. Moses was anointed, killed a man, had to go into hiding. How many times does God cultivate something that has been brewing and burning on the inside of you? And then he has the audacity to make sure, to see to it, nobody knows about it. You can post all you want to. Matter of fact, your gift got a swipe down feature. You can't even swipe up. Just swipe down, click on out of your little guitar solo. Don't nobody want to hear that? Just swipe down. Instagram offers you a swipe down option. You got 400 followers. Don't nobody know about it. You are anointed. You are called. You are blessed, but you're hidden. God moves you from a private figure to a hidden figure. This is so painful. Do you know how long I could preach before I did? It's so painful. I remember my wife is the reason I'm preaching. I knew I could preach. I knew I could preach then better I could preach now. I was wrong. I thought, you know, you know. But it's like, at that time, I was never asked to preach. And I knew I could preach. And I was never asked to preach. And it got to the point, sometimes I would start evaluating other people's preaching. You know? Start saying things like, you know, you know, you start dropping like hints. The Lord's just been really speaking to me. <laughs> Pastor Philip, you dropped that quick Devo on Pastor Philip, knowing you auditioning. You ain't trying to encourage. Hey, Pastor, I want to encourage you with something. No, you're not. That's what I would do. I want to encourage you with something. I was reading the scriptures this morning. I was hidden. I remember one time my wife... Uh, there was this pastor who was coming into town and another pastor was supposed to pick the pastor up. They sent a text message to all the other pastors. Hey, I'm preaching tomorrow, right? And, and this, their plane got delayed to 11. Can someone pick this pastor up? Because I was supposed to pick them up at eight, but I'm preaching and I want to get rest. I'm doing three services. And this was a pastor on staff. And I remember thinking, I'm not picking up your passenger at LAX so you can preach tomorrow. Why don't you pick them up and let me preach? You know what I mean? <laughs> How about that? How about that? Why don't you give up the pulpit and you be the Uber? Calling me, I, I didn't answer the text. And I start feeling guilty. Start feeling convicted. So I talked to my wife. I said, babe, I got stuff to do tomorrow too. I'm with the youth ministry. Like she ain't the only one who got something to do. And I told my wife, I said, Hey, man, they just asked me to pick up this passenger from the airport last minute. And I just feel like I don't want to. And she said, if they asked you to preach last minute, would you go? 
I said, I sure would. I turned into an old black man. I sure would. She said, well, they asked you to preach last minute. You would go. Go pick them somebody from LAX last minute. I was like, see, I knew I should have married you. I text back, yes, I will go get the passenger. Five seconds later. Awesome. Just got a text message. It's delayed to 2 a.m. So now I'm picking up this passenger at 2 a.m. in the morning. I still have to be up, and I'm not preaching. They're sound asleep. Go pick up the passenger at 2 a.m. and and get him and his wife in the car, and and she's not feeling well. And he goes, is there any place to get some tea? Nope. (laughs) Not at 2 a.m. There's not. No shot. Matter of fact, if you were Jesus, I would be telling you, you're going to have to swallow as much as you can. No place can you get tea. And the Holy Spirit said, have you checked? And sure enough, there was a Starbucks in Westwood where a bunch of fools who are waiting for the last minute to do their exams, there's a Starbucks that's open 24 hours. And we drove to Westwood from LAX. I didn't get home till 4 a.m. Do you know, five days later, Pastor Phillips said, hey, man, you think you could preach this weekend? Five days later, something I was allowed to do in public came after I had been in a season of hiding. And it kind of took off from, from then. From that day, I was lead pastor within five years. From the very first time I opened my mouth to share a 35-minute sermon to this church. And so what I'm suggesting to you and I is God will never leave you or forsake you. So he's always doing something in private. And where the enemy wants you to forfeit your calling and your purpose is in the season of a hidden figure. Because he wants you to manipulate and orchestrate the transition from hidden to public. The Bible says it's to God's glory to conceal. And so one of the ways God gets glory in your life is when the world has to say, where did they come from? Where they don't get to see your rise. The Bible says in in 1 Kings 17, there was a bunch of drama happening in the world and there was no birth, there's no process. All of a sudden the scriptures say, now Elijah from Tishbe. No one knew where he came from. There was drama in the world. Stuff was going crazy. Evil king, politics going on. And all of a sudden, the scriptures just say, now Elijah, out of nowhere, a prophet was raised up and it didn't rain for three years. And the Bible says Israel repented over that. Think about that for a second. What if you've been hidden and you think nothing's happening right now because you can't see your views going up, because the business deals aren't closing, because you're not getting in the promotion, you're not finding the job, and all of a sudden it just says, now Colton, now Megan, now Grace, now Ben, now Jed, out of nowhere. I'm telling you in 2021, some people are going to come out of nowhere, but it ain't going to be out of nowhere. It's going to be out of the hidden place. They say sometimes it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. That's what God is doing in this season. Don't forfeit your calling and your purpose when God in his sovereignty and his grace 
decides to make you a hidden figure. The pain of the hidden figure is you actually are ready to go public. But God knows if you go public too early, you'll forget him. You'll forget him. You'll think that your gift is the reason why. We even actually have bad theology in the church where we say things to people like, your gift will make room for you. That's not a talent. It's an offering. So your gift will make room for you. Oh, I feel like preaching. Your gift will make room for you. I wasn't planning on reading this scripture, but I'm going to skip to it right now because I feel like I'm supposed to prophesy over somebody. Romans 12 verses 1 through 2. Your gift will make room for you. Not your singing, not your business gift, not your talent, not your, your, your ideas, your gift. And it says in Romans 12 verses 1 through 2. And so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. For all he has done to you, let your entire life, your body, be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and custom of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. See, we think God's will isn't pleasing to us. We think God's will is not perfect for us. We think the enemy wants us to think that we're making sacrifices by doing God's will. I just, I'm just in church now. This is what the Lord told me to do. Lord, I'm going to get saved. Please don't send me to Africa. I mean, I'll go if you want me to. I'll, I'll go live in Africa, but I hope you don't ask me to do that. Do you know everything God asks you to do that's God's will is pleasing and perfect for you? So if our gift makes room for us, then how do you get out of the hidden place? How do you move on from the hidden figure to the public figure, which again is not fame, it's fruit. How do you move from the hidden figure to the public figure? You know how you do it? When you realize that God doesn't want you to be a public figure because you have a gift. God wants you to be a public figure because you are a gift. I don't have a gift. I am the gift. I don't have a gift. I am the gift. Not when God can give you a gift that he gives you fame and recognition for, but when God can give you to an apartment complex. When God can give you to the entertainment industry. When you're not so busy about your gift in business, you are a gift to the business community. You're ready for a hidden figure to a public figure when you graduate from having a gift to being a gift. Matter of fact, I say this as humbly as I can. Not a lot of people know what I do. I don't have a to-do list. I've graduated to the to-be list. I don't have a to-do list on Mondays. I, I am the gift. I want to be a gift to my family. I want to be a gift to the church. I want to be a gift to LA. God's been speaking to me, Julian, it's not about you having a gift. You are the gift. And right now in private, I'm learning to be a gift to my wife. You know, revival's happening in the low household. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking everybody's rolling around on their face and crying and weeping in the presence of God. No, people are crying. People are weeping. We don't know if God's there, but people cry a lot and they weep a lot. Two out of the three. We're two out of the three. 
but I know God's moving because I have done more household work and helped my wife around the house in the last month than I have in the last nine years of marriage. I've washed more dishes. Matter of fact, I can see little ash just building up on my knuckle right now. You know what I mean? Like, just, it ain't looking good. Like, can't, can't stay moisturized enough. And I used to be more focused on the kingdom and what God was doing. And God is like, no, I need you to be a gift to your household. Not just a father with responsibilities or a husband with responsibilities. What would it be for you to be a gift to your family? And what's happening is not only am I doing it, I'm enjoying it. It's kind of weird. Am I becoming domesticated? Like, and here's the thing. I don't spend as much time on my sermons as I used to. Typically, the day that we shoot, I go to the office and I'm just like worshiping and just, oh, Jesus, speak to me. Speak to me. Today, my wife went and got a coffee. She did a Zoom. Like, you want me to watch Dallas? And then my, I'm message prepping with my kid. And he's doing all kind of, why? Because revival is happening in private. And you guys, I feel so hidden. I feel like I have so many things that God doesn't know about. I mean, that the world doesn't know about. And I'm starting to realize that, that I am the gift. And I don't want to be the gift. I don't want to be the gift. It's like, you know what really bothered me? You know what really bothers me right now? Sean Mendez. He really bothers me. I watched this documentary on Netflix, and the guy's really good. The guy's really handsome. He's 19. He's famous. This guy's so famous. Like, why did, how come he couldn't be a hidden figure? Like, honestly, I'm like, why does Sean Mendez get to be so famous, and all, I just get to obey? This guy's just massive. Famous girlfriend, famous life, just fame, 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 fame. This guy did a show in Brazil. You could go to Alhambra and nobody knows who I am. 30 minutes away. 30 minutes away. Nobody's ever heard of Julian. 30 minutes away. Matter of fact, I probably should leave here. Just go over to Vermont, two streets down. You ever heard of Julian? Nope. Sean Mendez is in Brazil. And you know what God's been telling me? When, you're, when you are a gift, people know you when you're done. Oh, I feel the glory of the Lord. They know you when you're done and they know you when you're dead. Martin Luther King had a 20% approval rating from the public when he was alive. Now he has streets named after him. See, when you're building an image, you get your affirmation in real time. When you're building a legacy, you get it after it's over in hindsight. Oh, I feel the Holy Spirit. God said, you're not building, a, you're not a building an image. I said, let me make you in my image. And so, and I hope I can preach to a crowd. You see all the people in that show? You guys got to watch the documentary. All these people in Brazil. And sometimes as a Christian, we can watch Sean Mendes and we go, and Sean Mendes has some great songs. Like, a couple hundred grand in Japan tonight. I don't really know about it. I was like, that's pretty catchy. 
But then you can sometimes translate Sean Mendez's fame to your desires and go, I hope I can preach to a crowd. Wouldn't it be great if we could preach that to that many people? And Jesus, when he preached to that many people, left and went back to the private place with his heavenly father. So here's the most difficult part about being a father figure. Until you would walk away from a crowd like that to an audience of one, you're not ready for the crowd. God. It's not that God doesn't want you to be in front of the crowd. He just wants to know that any moment you would walk away. Walk away to go be with him. I'm not ready for that. I got to be real. You give me a crowd as big as Shawn Mendes, I'm going to call it the kingdom. <laughs> like up there with my notes, I'm going to get an iPad at that point. It's only like 400 of y'all fill out the survey. You getting paper. But when I preach, 30,000, the iPad's coming out. You know what I mean? Like you can start to visualize what it would mean to go, to go public. Corporations go public. Christians go private. And we have too many churches that are going public like corporations instead of private like Jesus. God wants the church to release his presence, not an IPO, not a stock. Like, he wants us, because he knows that someone who gains the approval of the world that isn't walking in the approval of God is a self-destructive person. I want you to write this down. We don't live to be approved. We live because we are pre-approved. Pre-approved. That's how you go into the world. Here's the thing I will say, because how much time do I have? Oh, I'm out of time. I said this message would be short, but it wasn't. I didn't lie. I was mistaken. Matthew 5. Verse 13 through 16 says this. Let me tell you why you are here. This is Jesus talking in the Message Bible about your purpose. Let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of the earth. Jesus is telling them they need to be salt and light. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? One of the things that we see all the time through like really angry, mad Christians is you, you need to tell people the truth. You need to tell people the truth. The truth is what's good for them. No, you need to tell people the truth with flavor. Because when you put salt on something, it makes what is true palatable. We are not pandering or, or babying people by being salt Christians. Do you go to a restaurant and they put an unseasoned chicken breast on your plate and go, it's protein. And if you don't like protein, that's on you. No, they put salt on it to get you to digest the protein. Because they know if they don't put the salt, then you won't get the protein because it's too hard to take. So we have Christians speaking truth without saltiness. And then they're talking about how the world's going crazy because these people are, because it's, it's the, the pandemic and people are trying to control us. No, 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 no. What does salt do in these times? Preserve. So if the world is going down, it's because there's no salt. 
says, you've lost your usefulness and you'll end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. And if you feel like you're a secret being kept, that means something you're doing isn't God. Because God is not a secret to be kept. And then he says this, we're going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm hiding you in darkness to teach you how to be light. Matter of fact, when you got some light, no matter what's going on around you, no matter the coronavirus reports, no matter what people are posting, when you got some light, I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine, keep open house, be generous to others. And by opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, the generous father in heaven. I want to pray for you right now because I honestly believe that God is, yes, he's calling us to be father figures, but he's actually calling us through this, through prayer, through generosity, through his presence to go from not private to public, but from private to hidden so that our desire for fame can become a desire for fruit, which means fruit. What do I mean by fruit? It's a word that means that everything you do is produced because of your relationship and your reliance on Jesus. That's what fruit is. It's relationship and reliance. God cannot have a believer going into 2021 with relationship, but self-reliance, self-help. You got Christians out there that are believing more for the crystals that they carry in their purse are going to bring them a positive energy than believe that God is God and God is faithful. We got to get rid of that stuff and we got to be relationship and reliance. And what that produces, relationship and reliance, is called fruit. Your gift can produce fame, but when you become a gift, it produces fruit. And God says right there in the scriptures, I pointed back, but there was, they took it. God says right there in the scriptures that he wants to go public with that. So here's my prayer. And this is what I want your prayer to be. God, put something in me that you want to take public. Make me a gift. Father, we thank you for what you're doing and who you are. Lord, some of us feel hidden. Some of us feel like you don't see us, but God, I believe the hidden is prophetic and you want to take public what is fruit, not fame. And when you go public, there's going to be a, a, a move of father figures with your character and your goodness on display. And their testimony will be, look at what the Lord has done. And so God, we're ready to, for you to put something in us that you want to take public, not the gift we want to go public, but the character and the fruit that you want to go public, the things that we did out of relationship and reliance on you. In Jesus' name, amen.